doesn't take long to be back here. Uh, time's really flying. Like we're coming into <clears throat> coming into December. Can you believe that? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. As always, I'm your host, David Burrows, and happy Monday. You gotta like Mondays. I like Mondays. Why do I like Mondays? I know I say it every week. Uh, I'm loving Mondays because it's when we get to talk to some really cool and fun and great people doing uh, positive things in our community. And I'm, I'm I know that. It, I'm going to be coughing a little bit. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> That's how we know it's the season. So uh, what a nice day out there today if you're watching live here Monday uh, in Sarnia anyway. Uh, hard to believe we had like four feet of snow there a couple weeks ago. I was talking about that last night with some friends of mine. And uh, But Mother Nature, she's going to do whatever she wants, right, I guess. Have you started? Uh, have you started the Christmas shopping? Have you gotten into that? I think Jennifer's almost done. She said she's done. So that means I got to do something now. <laughs> uh, it's certainly going to be a lot of things to do around the Christmas holidays as well. It's been a fun weekend uh, and some exciting things coming up uh, this weekend as well. I, I'm, I'm happy to say uh, coming into the new year, very excited that uh, I'm going to be doing another show along with my friend Jake Cherska. I don't have 100% all the deals yet, but we're going to do a sports show and we're going to be doing live from currently an undisclosed location, and it's undisclosed because we haven't decided where just yet, but we will be doing a sports show coming in the new year. So if you're a sports fan, um, we'll hope that you'll watch, and you'll even have an opportunity to join us on camera or audio to talk about sports with us. So it should be a lot of fun. So we hope you'll come by and check that out. But it's, like I say, it's uh, it's still in the works, but it is going to happen in the new year, so we'll keep uh, posting for that. Wherever you're watching from, be sure to watch. There's a special link, the direct link above in the comments, in the, in the comments up there, down there, wherever it is. Uh, and you have to be watching from the show with David Burrows page in order for us to see your comments and questions. We are uh, being simulcast in several different places throughout the Facebook world. I want to say thanks to our friends. Uh, in the United Kingdom with a, a live video hub, Stephen Healy. And we are in Australia, South Africa, all throughout the United States and here in Canada as well. So if you're watching, please take a moment, say hello in the comments to let us know where you're watching from and um, what you're looking forward to. I, I, do you make, do you do re New Year's resolutions? I'm curious to know, for those of you watching, do you make a New Year's resolution? I do not. Um, I just find like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to make a change, it's usually we do new year's resolution because we want to make a change, right? It's usually, you know, quit smoking. Gyms are, gyms are always happy this time of year because, uh, uh, people sign up for gyms in the new year after, you know, the Christmas holidays, we signed up for a gym a couple of months ago. We're enjoying it and having a good time. Planet Fitness, that's where, where we go. And uh, probably going there tonight, actually, because I haven't been there in a week. And I'm like, I want to get there two, three times a week. So just uh, working on creating that habit. But, um, yeah, I don't make New Year's resolutions. I just decide, okay, I'm going to do this and that. And I just set the date that I'm going to start it up there. So let's go over to the comments. We see Dan Vandenberg out there saying hello. Dan, how are you? Where, where, what are you up to today, Dan? How's things? Thanks for stopping by and watching. Do, Dan, do you make, <clears throat> pardon me, do you make New Year's resolutions? See that, like I, <clears throat> I got to tell you, so I've been an ex-smoker now for four and a half years. And I smoked for uh, 
Mm-hmm. Good 30 years. Um, best thing I ever did. One of the best things I ever did. But I, I still, it's still trying to come out of me there sometimes. That's why I gurgle and I, yeah. Anyway, so quit smoking if you're smoking. There's no reason. Okay, I'm not here to preach. You know you should quit smoking if you're smoking. All right, well, there's a lot to talk about, so uh, let's get into thing, uh, something special that's happened. I'm really excited to be a part of this that's happening again. This is a, a worldwide social media event. Uh, happened back in May that I was able to be a part of as well. Myself and several other live streaming professionals are going to be participating. And actually, it started earlier today at 10 a.m., and this is going to be live on YouTube. We used to do this on Facebook, but now BeLive uh, is now allowing us to broadcast to YouTube. So we'll be doing this five days live, free online training uh, regarding live streaming. Now, I still have a lot of people say, oh, live streaming. Yeah, I don't. It's so it's simple to do with, uh, with, with BeLive and what I'm using here. Uh, so if you've got something you want to put out there, a book, a business, whatever it is, um, you should be using some form of live streaming to promote yourself. So if you want to learn more about that, um, oh, there's Barry. Hello, Dave. Deborah and I just got back from our daily walk. Oh, I saw pictures about that. That's fantastic. It's a nice day for a walk. Uh, five days live, free online training on YouTube. Uh, it began this morning at 10 a.m. And I'm happy to say that myself, along with my good friend Stephen Healy. We're going to be live tomorrow on YouTube at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or 3 p.m. Green, Green, can't talk. You know what I'm talking about. UK time where my friend Stephen Healy is. And we're going to be talking about repurposing your live shows. What does that mean? Taking this show when you're on Facebook and how do you repurpose it and share it to different platforms and how should you do that and how simple is that really? But it is how important it is. We're going to just talk about a whole lot of different things uh, as far as repurposing your live shows. We'll be doing that tomorrow, again, 10 a.m. on YouTube. I will post the link to the YouTube channel uh, after this show. So I hope you'll mark that on your calendar. Come down and join us. Barry and uh, Deborah, I hope you can join us tomorrow because honestly, for your book, going live would be a great idea. And uh, I know camera confidence. You've been on my show before. It gets easier as you go through it. So uh, anyway, join us tomorrow for that. This past weekend was a lot of fun, the karaoke fun that we had down at the Moose Lodge. Uh, lots of friends came out, and it happens once a month at the Moose Lodge. Uh, typically, the fourth Friday of every month is what we've been doing it. And we always have a good time, and the drinks are reasonable. they got food there, and it's just a nice, fun atmosphere. And uh, I'm happy to say I'm a proud member of the Moose Lodge, and they have things going on there every day of the week. They are open. They have entertainment and they have Super Bowl parties and football football and and uh, meat raffles on Friday. They have dinners every Friday from 5 to 7. Anybody's welcome to go to that. They have breakfast on Sunday morning. They're really, really active. And not only are they active, but they're active in the community and giving back to the community recently, handing out thousands of dollars to several community organizations. So another reason that I'm happy to be a proud member there. And the next time I'm going to be there, now I know I said normally the fourth Friday of every month, but uh, uh, this month coming up in December, of course, because it's Christmas and it's just the way the dates are falling, we're going to be doing that on Friday, December the 20th from 8 to midnight. We used to do it at 9, but we thought 
some of us are getting a little older, right? So we like to start early and finish early. So 8 p.m. to midnight, uh, 19 plus, of course. And uh, just bring yourself down. And even if you don't sing and you just want to hang out and have some fun and meet some new people, we're friendly. Um, come on out and hang out with us and just enjoy a good night of fun singing and karaoke. Also, this past weekend out at DeGroote's, I was happy to be a part of this again, the third annual Winter Wonderland in support of Blue Water Health Foundation here in Sarnia. And a great turnout. They had it on two days, Friday and then the Saturday. I was there uh, emceeing and playing the music for the talent showcase that they had. Amazes me. Wow, these young children come out, open their mouth and sing, and you just like, just so much talent. And uh, everybody did a fantastic job. And the fact that even at that young age, it takes a lot of courage to get up on that stage and uh, just get in front of a whole bunch of people, right? So it was fantastic. Great turnout. And again, supporting the Blue Water Health Foundation here in Cernia. I'm sure they'll be doing it again next year. Looking forward to that as well. So that was a busy fun weekend. Speaking of the Moose Lodge, coming up December the 7th, of course, I had um, uh, friends of ours here called Beer Store Money, a local band. And then we had Cage on here, or Maddie Parker from Cage, one of the six bands that's going to be performing at the Moose Lodge on December the 7th from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. And what is Sad Fest? Sad? Well, there's this thing that happens. It's a uh, uh, seasonal depression. Yeah, so this time of year when it gets cold and, you know, wintry and all that stuff, people sort of get bummed out. And so this is something to get you out of the house. Come on down to the Moose Lodge and listen to some great local entertainment. Local entertainment and independent entertainment, some of it coming uh, from uh, Kitchener-Waterloo, uh, which is uh, where Cage that we had on here last week, Maddie Parker, was talking with us. So we were happy to have them on. And we're looking forward to getting out and doing that as well. So Sad Fest, December the 7th. And continuing on with Moose Lodge, New Year's Eve. You're going to have some fun down at the Moose Lodge with the Song Machine Band, a local group uh, that covers everything all just all your favorites from all generations, and they're just a lot of fun as well. And it's going to be a, a dinner and dance evening, $40 a person or $70 a couple. And you can uh, go to the Moose Lodge and get tickets for that as well. So I don't, we don't, we haven't set in stone what we're doing yet. So uh, we're hoping to get there. We got to figure we're doing some traveling and stuff over Christmas. So hopefully we can get there for that. All right. Well, let's talk Sarnia Sting. Uh, what can you say? It is more than a game to the Sarnia Sting, but they've had a few struggles uh, as of recent, of course. And this, your Sarnia Sting recap brought to you by Oswald's Diner and Active Ears Hearing Sarnia. Thanks to them for their support. Let's take a close look at that board there. Uh, over Starting last week, of course, when they took on the Flint Firebirds, they were looking to do it again, and they did. A uh, very exciting game, especially in the second period with three back-to-back -back goals for the starting Stingers. They had a little rough start there, but they did come back to win that one, 6-4. to four. And then the struggle uh, really happened with them when they went to Guelph. And the Guelph Storm, here's what happened. In the first period for the starting Sting, only five shots on goal. And then in the second period, they were only able to get two shots on goal, a total of 17 shots on goal to the Guelph Storm's 39 shots on goal. So obviously uh, that was in favor of the Guelph Storm and a final score of 3-0. And then this past Sunday, yesterday, if you're watching live, my friend Danny Cacciamilio joined me as co-host for the uh, Sarnia Sting uh, uh, intermission shows. And the reason he's there is because he's originally from 
the Sioux. So he, of course, yeah, he's in Sarnia, but he's still a Sioux Greyhounds fan. So he joins me on the broadcast. And the Greyhounds did dominate this time a score of 5-2, to two, which is completely different, swinging the other way from the last time that the Sioux visited the Sarnia Sting. And the Sting were able to beat them 7-4. to four. So Greyhounds were looking for some payback and were hungry for it, and they were able to come out on top with that final score there, 5-2. to two. Now we caught up with uh, Captain Ryan McGregor after the game. And uh, sort of said the same thing what a lot of us were thinking. They spent a lot of time in the penalty box, and he said they've got to learn to just stay out of that penalty box. We're going to go to that interview right now. Captain Ryan McGregor of the Sarnia Sting. Here, post game uh, with uh, Captain Ryan McGregor, second start tonight. Uh, I thought it was close there. Second period riddled with uh, power plays both ways, but uh, your thoughts on the game? Uh, yeah, I mean, we got to stay out of the penalty box a little better there. Um, you know, not that some of them were kind of tough, but uh, just got to find a way to stay out of the boxes. We can't be killing all period and expect to be scoring goals. So um, I thought that was a big thing also. But our transition game wasn't great. Um, we were having a tough time getting pucks through the neutral zone. And uh, I think the main thing was probably our defending in the D zone. Our forwards, defense, everybody just wasn't closing hard enough. They had too much time with the puck, and I think that killed us. Uh, Ethan Langham, another strong game by him. Uh, gave you guys a chance, uh, kept things close. Yeah, Langham played awesome. Um, he has been uh, for the past couple of games here for us. So, um, you know, we owe it to him to get the next one and, and uh, wish we could help him out a little more there. When you're shorthanded on the back end like you have in the last couple of games and maybe for who knows how long, what can the forwards do to kind of uh... – make up for their absences. Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, it's tough when you're missing, you know, three of our regular D-man, you know, Ashton, Kelt, and uh, CK there. But um, I think we just got to defend as a team a little bit better and try and help those guys out. We know we know some of those guys aren't used to playing those kind of minutes and, uh, you know, just got to help them out and uh, kind of bear down in the D zone and take some stress off them and uh, get the puck in the offensive zone and kind of go to work from there. How much has your impact been felt, you know, those last couple games without him back there? Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, Kelt probably eats 25 minutes a night for us. Um, CK's kind of around there, too. So I know we've had, we haven't had we have had Ashton all season, but he's a big part of our back end, too. So, I mean, it's never easy to replace those minutes. And, uh, you know, I thought our guys are doing a pretty decent job of it. We just need to help them out more, and uh, everyone's kind of got to buy in a little more. All right. Well, once again, uh, Captain Ryan McGregor talking about the obvious and what needs to be done, staying out of that penalty box. It's hard, though, I guess, when you're out there and the emotions are running high and wild and um, there's a lot of pressure on there. Everybody wants to win and, you know, make things work. And they know the scouts are watching, but uh, uh, the aggression comes out a little bit and you just want to get back. Anyway, I can't imagine what it's like because I'm not that guy, but uh, watching it, we do know that the Sarnia Sting are capable of winning. We've seen them do it. They had a great streak while they were on the road, only to be stopped by the Ottawa 67s a little while back and another team that they do struggle against. But they're still headed in the right direction. They will turn things around. At least Sting fans are certainly confident that they will do that. So uh, we're going to be back there again on coming up this Friday, of course, November the 29th, as they take on the Niagara Ice Dogs. I will be off, but in my place Jake Chersky will be taking the broadcast for me from uh, Jake from Philly Cheesesteaks. It's uh, kindly offered to uh, 
take that over for me. So looking forward to that. And uh, you never know who else might show up there as well. And again, we will have a new sports show coming up in January. So keep an eye out for that. And we're looking forward to uh, doing that as well. Get myself organized here a little bit. I'm a one-man show. It's just, it's a little tough sometimes. All right. Well, coming up, tis the season. Of course, uh, last week we had Jay Peckham here was talking about a Christmas carol, which is still on this week. But then the Christmas season continues on with the Nightingale Chorus. Have you ever heard of the Nightingale Chorus? Well, it's a Victorian-style performance. And uh, for young and the older, let's put it that way. And it's all about reminding us about what Christmas is all about. And it's called When Christmas Comes to Town. And I had a chance to go out to the uh, set that is being built in the rehearsal location and talk to some of the cast members that uh, are in this, this wonderful uh, rendition of When Christmas Comes to Town, a, a script that was written uh, locally. And I just get really excited for the Nightingales every year. So let's take you to that interview right now, the Nightingale Chorus and some of the cast members. Take a look. All right. Well, tis the season. Yes, it's Christmas season and Christmas can be a magical time of year. Sometimes we maybe forget about the meaning of Christmas, but the Nightingales are here to remind you. And we're going to talk with some of the cast. Let's go talk to them right now. And what's your name? Um, Ruby. Okay. And we've got Jamie back here, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And Christian. All right. And you're all a part of the cast, the huge cast of the Nightingales. Um, Ruby, can you tell us who you're playing in this? I am playing Sam. Okay. And what's Sam's role in all of this story? Um, well, Sam is an orphan girl and she's lost hope and she doesn't believe in Christmas. Oh, wow. Well, that's got to change somehow, right? And some of the magic happens here uh, in this Nightingale's performance. Jamie, what can you tell us about this? Well, as per usual, we're bringing some of your Christmas favorites, getting you in the mood. Yeah. Um, and then we have a storyline weaved throughout to kind of emphasize the meaning of Christmas. Okay. And Christian, what's your role in this? Uh, I play Robert Owens, a relatively successful hat salesman. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, he, I think he's searching for purpose and meaning in his life. And uh, it, it definitely starts to take shape when he meets this little orphan Right. Okay. So you notice they're not trying to give too much away here as we're talking to the Nightingales. <laughs> this is the 24th year for the Nightingales, right? Wow, what a great success story that alone is. And uh, the Nightingales have grown over the years. We're here on the set. We can't show you too much of it because we want you to come see the Nightingales. But what kind of music? You know, this is a Victorian style, Jamie. You mentioned that. Are we going to hear some classic stuff in there that we might remember? You will. We have our usual favorites. Um, I don't want to give away all of the yeah, songs, okay, but um, yeah, some familiar songs that you're craving again, yeah, I'm okay. hoping. <laughs> One of the great things about the show is that it is a combination. I mean, we have adults, young adults, and children uh, sharing their voices on the stage, creating these beautiful pictures and yes. yeah. um, and sounds and songs and everything yeah. like that. Too. And creating the magic that Christmas is really all about, yes. right? And reminding everybody about that. What are, uh, Ruby, let me come to you. Were there any challenges with this in there? Do you find it hard to... Remember your lines or anything um, like that? Sometimes. Yeah. So how do you get through that? Um, I kind of look back at all the rehearsals I've done before. And when I look back at them, I remember what I did before. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the costumes in this too is something that I always remember about the Nightingales. Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Well, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, Carrie has this legion of people helping out with costumes mm -hmm. and- uh, An army. <laughs> yes, and it really does take an army of people to put uh, put this together. But, uh, and they've been used over the 24 years. They've, mm -hmm. they've been adding to the costumes and there's always ones that you recognize from years past. But uh, it is remarkable how many costumes yeah. there are and people yeah. involved in making sure we're all looking good. And there's a lot of moving parts in the Nightingale. So you, can mm. you, do you know offhand the number of people like behind the scenes and all involved cast? Oh, I- not off the top of my head, but I would say our cast is usually around, I don't know, 20? No. Oh, no, I'd say like oh, way more. 80? 80? Yeah, it's, so really, it's large. It's, it's large. a large cast, and there's times when we're all on stage at once. So that yeah. takes a lot of hands backstage and behind the scenes to make it all run smoothly. Yeah, right on. <laughs> and with all, the, uh, all those people in terms of the different musical parts, you have that many people on stage, you really get this wall of sound, this beautiful yeah. sound that uh, comes from this very talented cast of singers. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, thank you all very much for uh, talking yeah. to us here and uh, good luck in the show. Break a leg as they say, thank right? <laughs> all right, Christmas. Merry, yeah, Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right, the Nightingales in their 24th year coming to the Imperial Theater starts on December the 11th. Don't wait, go to imperialtheater.net to get your tickets. I'm gonna be there, hope to see you there too. Once again, the Nightingale Chorus, When Christmas Comes to Town, starts on December the 11th, and you can go to imperialtheater.net to get your tickets. And I uh, talked to Carrie Beauchamp, who is, uh, well, she began this 24 years ago, and I had a little conversation with her. She doesn't like the camera much, but uh, we want to give kudos out to her for all the uh, the love that she puts into uh, making this happen in a very successful 24 years. And I asked her, I said, well, of course, with 25 years coming up next year, you got to do something wow and it's like what do you do and uh, i know there's a lot of thoughts and different ideas out there about what to do but it's uh it's always a fantastic time to get out and enjoy i love christmas i really do I, I, it's the one time of year you can be nice to people and you don't have to worry about uh, being accused of being nice because you want something right so uh christmas when christmas comes to town again put on by the nightingale chorus starts december the 11th golden imperial theater dot net to get your tickets for that and thank you so much to uh, carrie beauchamp and all the cast we're going to be there we've got our tickets we'll be there on opening night december the 11th thanks again carrie and to all the nightingale cast and as i said go up and break a leg all right well there's been some discussion around town about this thing called a mat what's a mat you know a mat tax and uh when we hear that word tax we typically go oh now what right well, we wanted to do some clarification on just what that Matt tax is all about. And I reached out to our friend, Mark Heron, who's the executive director for Tourism Sarnia Lampton. And he's just been able to join us. I know he's a busy fellow. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hi, Dave. Not too bad. How about yourself? Pretty good. I know you're really busy, so I, I really appreciate you jumping on and taking the time to be here. Um but I reached out to you because I I, I I believe that this is an important thing that's happening. Uh, but there seems to be some confusion about how it's going to work or why should it work. There's just a lot of questions around the mat tax. And I'm sure you've been getting bombarded with questions as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one, uh, I guess, municipal accommodation tax, it, it's really been something that's around since 2017. So it's, it's obviously new to the Sarnia-Lampton area, but as a whole, 
other communities have been doing it for the last uh, few years. And even before that, there used to be a destination marketing uh, fee, which was voluntary, that most people associate with uh, Niagara Falls and right. structure. So, yeah, overall, um, the program of Matt, um, it's designed basically to support tourism and uh, different events, different marketing opportunities and strategies within within your region and have tourists, the ones that really are funding, funding these opportunities. So. Um, the original idea kind of came in, um, well, it, it's actually been going on in the States and in Europe for quite some time. I mean, they've had it in place for the last 30 years or so in a yeah. lot of places. But, um, you know, in Canada, Niagara Falls was one to say, how do we put on more entertainment and get more people to the falls? And they came in with this um, destination tax that was voluntary at the time. In, in 2017, it went to... Ontario legislative and, and they made framework for the municipal act and they've made it now where, um, you know, at the lower tier municipalities. So in Lambton County, that'd be between the 11 municipalities can, can decide whether they want to create um, bylaws and opt in to, uh, to have this imposed for, uh, for any of the hotels and motels. And there's uh, really the framework from um, how everything's handled is, is laid out in this municipal act and, uh, made consistent so it's a playing a level playing field throughout the province right so obviously uh, like i said at the beginning of, of all of this you know we hear that word tax and uh that's when people get their uh their their knickers in a knot or whatever you want to say about oh now another tax that our government wants to charge us but it, it's really been um it's been successful though in other areas that you're talking about the other municipalities right like they're they're who, who's upset about this happening, though? There's there's obviously some of that happening. Yeah, I mean, overall, what I find is uh, once people understand it, they agree with it and are for it. Um, if there's no understanding around it, then that's where really the confusion comes in, because obviously the word tax, uh, no one likes to be taxed at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Really, this program, when I look at it as a whole, it's really more of a user-based system. Um I don't see a whole lot of people that stay in Sarnia Lampton hotels that are from the city of Sarnia. Right. Um, at the end of the day, in looking at it, um, if we're going to compete with London and Windsor and really any bigger city in Ontario when it comes to hosting events, whether those are you know, smaller events, medium events, larger events, um, we need to have the funds to be able to do this and those funds equal economic revenue and economic impact and yeah. business development. And I mean, quite frankly, they actually, by putting this in, we're going to be able to not charge our tax paying citizens in Lambton County to fund infrastructure that would need to be funded basically by taxpayers. So um, by putting this in, hopefully the tourism industry can support, um, the tourists paying for new infrastructure and improvements to infrastructure and really save save the tax burden from our local yeah. citizens. And then on top of that, from uh, from our tourism organization, it's our job to uh, really bring in new events and create new opportunities and work with existing partners as well on how we can grow things and attract more people to come see everything Sarnia Lampton has to offer. Yeah. And I guess in, in a roundabout way, you could look at it that uh, we're already paying this. Um, if we travel to another city, we're, we're already paying this like that. Th 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 those that are involved with it anyway. Right. So it's kind of a comes around, goes around kind of tax, isn't it? 
It is. And, and that's kind of how it's been described is, is really now, um, I have to check exactly, but I know there's over 40 municipalities in Ontario that have this already in place. So anywhere we're, you know, on a whole traveling, I believe throughout the OHL, you look, there's, there's one or two OHL teams that, that don't have this in, but by example, I mean, that's a good, you know, grasp and scope of where this is, um, yeah. you know, to be, to be on that smaller scale, which what happened in the industry is the, uh, the playing field has been raised because there's funds now from this mat to, uh, to really attract more events. So we're either really far below the line if we don't have it. And it's that much harder to attract things and make things, you know, really vibrant for Sarnia Lampton, or we do this and we raise to a level playing field and we're able to now compete and, uh, really see the opportunities come our way for a change. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, now I've had questions. Uh, so this gets split between a tourism section and a municipal section. Is that correct? It is. Yeah. So the, uh, the framework is different. Uh, most municipalities, um, have actually been the, the lead on this. So, um, it's, it's funny how we're a little backwards here, but tourism has taken a lead, uh, just cause we see what, you know, what the opportunities are with yeah, tourism. Yeah, good for you. And most places it's been municipally driven, um, uh, where councils have put this in on their own and, then a non-for-profit tourism entity is the beneficiary of funding. Um, some places see the value in tourism to the uh, extent of saying we're going to give 70% or 80% to tourism and the rest on infrastructure. Um, commonly, I would say it's 50-50 split, and that's what, what we proposed as, as the equal split. Now, uh, the municipal framework is is different. A, a place like Sudbury, for example, has already committed their portion of mat revenues goes towards a new arena facility. Uh, okay. So there's different different ways that municipal governments can spend their tax dollar, their you know funds from mat. Um, now, same with with uh, tourism entity. This is considered uh, supplementary funding. So with it being supplementary funding we don't have it affect our original budget of what we work with. This is all okay. new funding that has to go towards marketing promotions events. So we can't, yeah. think that this is, you know, this is all of a sudden going towards uh, moving to a new building or anything like that, or hiring new people. It's not meant for any of those reasons and cannot be used as the municipal act states for those reasons. It's strictly for marketing promotions, events, those, those uh, things right. that are, going to drive tourism in your area and there's a process in deciding where that goes and how we use that on marketing and what we're going to do with that right it's not just one person says it's not a this isn't a dictatorship going on here <laughs> yeah absolutely and we're working right now so one of the unique things that a lot of people don't know what's happened is the hotels when this was coming up for conversation for for about the last 20 years or so there's been the hotels trying to make a hotels association where the hotels actively work together in this community. Yeah. And that's really now brought that up and has uh, been the catalyst for creating this hotels association. This hotels association is, uh, has all the point Edward hotels um, with that going on first. They're all part of this hotels association, but being Sarnia Lampton, 
they are encouraging all the Sarnia Lambton hotels, whether it be Sarnia or Lambton Shores or St. Clair or anywhere throughout the county to be part of this. And they want to actively take a, uh, a role in saying, hey, we're, we're you know, making these funds. Can we advise on where these funds are being spent? Uh, myself, I see this as a great position because if uh, instead of us as tourism Sarnia Lambton going to a municipality to say, can we spend the funds on whatever that infrastructure development project is? Now we have the Hotels Association that we can also work with them and say, hey, what do you guys think? Can we both go and be two voices that are going to a municipality? And then that's same with our organization. Uh, we're hoping that uh, between this hotels association with our board of directors as well, that we can make basically an advisory committee for the spending of uh, municipal accommodation tax revenues. And what we'll do really is vet uh, different applicants and different, you know, ideas that we have on <coughs> spending these funds, put them through this advisory committee and then make a final decision, which uh, in most cases will be a board decision on our end on uh, if we go through with, uh, with those events or not. Right. So to understand then too a little further, somebody asked me a, a question I wrote down. So can our municipal government on the, on, on their side of it, can they, they can use this to uh, fix some roads or what, how, how does that work? So for sure, tourism infrastructure is a uh, kind of a loose term, but in most cases uh, they want it used for something that's actually going to create uh, right. the opportunity for people to come. So okay. how it's, how it's been left is uh, that, we will assist as Tourism Sarnia Lambton and assist with different ideas and different, uh, different I'm just trying to think how to kind of word it properly, but we yeah, will yeah. assist with uh, how those, you know, those funds recommending what they be spent on. So um, same thing. And I mean, that's, that's the public as well. If, if there's tourism infrastructure ideas, uh, we're all for having the conversation of where should, you know, where should those things be spent and how do we, you know, it, it, it's not necessarily one group or one organization. But the nice thing here is we get to work with lots of different groups and organizations and really say, hey, what are some tourism ideas that we can bring to this area? Uh, we saw what Tall Ships did this summer. It was a great yeah. boost to our uh, to our local economy. And uh, we need to continue things that are going to make the whole county more vibrant and uh attract more people to the area, not only to come down for events, but to hopefully want to live here and reside here and, and grow the population. And a lot of that starts with tourism. Yeah, well, that's it. And that's the long-term uh, vision side of all of that. I like that you mentioned that, you know, people come and travel here and look around and then they go, hey, maybe we should go live there. You know, we got nice, look, my friend calls it the Southwestern Ontario Riviera where we live, right? You know, and uh, there is a lot around here. And congratulations again to you. And I know, I know, uh, like Rob Hardwood and and all the, all of the team. Like it's a long list for the success of Tall Ships because that uh, just just turned out fantastic. I was really fortunate to be up and close to that, and it was just uh, a lot of happy people going around enjoying that. And uh, I wish they didn't call this a mat tax. I would I wish they'd have called it MAB M A B um, <laughs> Municipal Accommodation Benefit. <laughs> Yes. No, it's uh, the word tax definitely, you know, even when, when talking about it and, and uh, any of the proposals, it, it makes it a lot more challenging with that word. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, even even a, a user based uh, fee or something like that. And uh, I mean, what's funny is actually in doing the process, there's there was some places that already were, were kind of charging this fee already on top. So, I mean, yeah. in some cases, it's not 
you know, essentially that new and that different. And I, I, you know, it's, it's funny hearing some feedback and saying, well, at the end of the day, you're, you're not talking a lot. You're talking on average, you're going to be four or $5 a night. Um, Well, yeah, it's 4%, right? So if it's a hundred bucks, it's four bucks. It is right. So it's, uh, you know, to say that, Hey, it's going to drive away tourism. Michigan has 5% plus exchange rate and uh, plus bridge fares. And, you know, just from the research we've done, we we don't see that happening. We we see that uh, this is going to level the playing field. Plus, this is going to give us the opportunity to really look at what we can bring to the area to uh, to keep moving forward. And like I said, it's it's all about how do we how do we grow the businesses in Lambton County and and doing it for the businesses, which then in turn, you know, is it's for the employees and our residents and how just everyone can benefit in a positive manner from uh, from having this uh, opportunity with the mat put in place. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm with you on it. I, I, I think it's fantastic. And, uh, and congratulations to you for, uh, for taking the lead on, on, on bringing it around here. And, and, and again, I think like, and you mentioned earlier, like those that are upset in the beginning, once they have an understanding of what it's really about seems to, uh, to help things out. Is there a, can people give you a call if they've got any questions about that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm available here at tourism Sarnia Lampton. Uh, they can call or email and, uh, even I've set up a, a couple meetings where just people, same thing, have questions about it. Um, but one nice thing, and working with the Ontario Hotels and Motels Association, they're the actual collectors and administrators of this program. And they've uh, put on a sem- seminar in uh, uh, Point Edward to answer questions that any of the hotel operators okay. have. Um, even at the municipality, any of their um, questions, we're going to be doing the same in Sarnia. So, you know, if people are really wondering how this works and how it all comes together, we're happy to uh, invite people to these uh, little seminars that we're doing to uh, let people understand. And, you know, I would say for the most part, once people understand it, they, they get it. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're not trying to tax any of our local citizens and, you know, create things that, are different we're actually trying to really help this area and and help it grow and improve and not by you know going in in pockets of of having a tax for any any local reason so um you know hopefully it actually works the opposite where the uh you know the city of sarnia or city or village of point edward you know they they look and say hey we don't have to uh look for more more revenues for certain things we can pull it from this fund and make this a really win-win opportunity for everyone yeah, fantastic, Mark. Uh, I'll let you go. I know you you had a busy day there, and and uh, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, get on here and explain a little bit uh, more about this. And I know we'll be talking some more too because uh, uh, we want to keep spreading the positive message about what this is. And uh, looking forward to, of course, now, of course, you're on the hook now because you you, you got to bring some great things to Sarnia now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it's uh, it's a double edged sword, right? It's all this work to get this up and running, and then. You know, the next part is, okay, we got it up and running in two municipalities, uh, hopefully Lampton Shores, so we can uh, get them to uh, to come on board as well here in the next uh, next few uh, weeks. And then we're uh, we're going to keep going. We're, we're, you know, eventually we hope everyone in the, the county can come on board and it's it's a lot easier to uh, to work with everyone together than, than anyone apart. So hopefully that works. And then, uh, yeah, we're really once the revenue, you know, we gotta we gotta start planning for it and and see what the opportunities are for 2020, 2021, and and really uh, 
go out there and make sure things are happening with it where people see the results and then we can make sure we can uh, say and this is exactly from the map funds that we're doing these kind of things and yeah. results to the public right away. So that's, that's the goal. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, Mark. I really appreciate you coming on and talking about this. I know we'll be talking again soon. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day. Mark Perrin, a uh, busy man from the Tourism Surrey Lambton office there, and uh, he's got a, quite a team there that that works well with him. And uh, I, I'd heard, you know, through, you know, conversations, you know, over a pint or just walking around people talking about this, and I thought, I really need to understand this because uh, I was able to meet up with Mark and, and he explained it to me in advance. And, and uh, I do really think uh, I support it. I think it's a, a good idea. And... Um, it's going to really benefit our community. That's my belief. We'll see how that goes. I guess there's only one way to tell, and that's time will tell, right? So thanks again, Mark Perrin, for joining me. And uh, thanks to the Nightingale Chorus as well, uh, getting ready for that when a Christmas comes to town. I'll be posting all the links to the information here after the show. And don't forget that tomorrow as well, five days live, live training on live streaming and why you should be using it for your business or your hobby or if you're not already, we're going to show you how easy it is to do it. Stephen Healy and I will be live talking about repurposing. I'll be posting that YouTube channel as well. All right, just before we go, I always want to say thank you to some of our supporters. AG Event Graphics been supporting us for eight years from the start of the show. Very grateful to Guy and Kevin and Kendra and everybody down at AG Event Graphics. If you need some banners or some signs, They've even got great lawn signs. They've always got great deals, and they've got an online store. Go check them out for your next event at askguy.ca. Also, our friends at Joe's Discount Tire. Hey, make sure you get those winter tires on if you haven't got them on yet. Joe's Discount Tire. The word discount just says it all for me, and great service down there as well. We're happy to have them here supporting us. And also to our friends, Oswald's Diner, who is now open till 6.30 in the evening. If you haven't been out there, they're just out there on Plank Road. Go check them out. Tell them you saw it here on the show. And Dave Burroughs said, I'm coming here for some delicious food. And say hello to Karen and Art and the family. And, and when I say family, it's a really great family atmosphere. And I can't wait for the summer to get back so I can get my motorcycle out again and go back to Two Wheel Tuesdays. Anyway, tell them Oswald's Diner. Their full menu is available online at oswalds.com and also our friend christine fiji from active ears hearing center here in cerny she's always been a great supporter of us here on the show as well we're very grateful to her as well better hearing begins with you if things are sounding a little mumbly or not quite give them a call there's their phone number on the screen thanks again to all of our supporters and if you can't look at me because you can't stand it whatever uh if you'd like to listen and take me on the road with you or take me for a jog or whatever you're doing on your way to work in the morning uh, this will be turned into an audio podcast in the next 24 hours, and you can take me wherever you need to go and wherever podcasts are available, including we are on Spotify. We're also on Apple and Google and Stitcher, everywhere podcasts can be found. So thank you, everybody, for watching. Once again, that's all the time I got for you this week. Have a great week and an even better weekend. I'll see you next time right here on the show. Bye for now.